0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Imagine Creatively Podcast. We're looking at conflict and pe- peace and how can we be creative about peace. Our guest today is Juan Felipe Carillo Gaffaro, a peace building specialist working now with Global Peace Education, the program that has a vision to mainstream peace education which started in 2013 and is growing. Um, Juan, welcome. I see um, you have been working as a teacher at university level, but you're also a parent with two sons, which means you have potential to um, manage conflicts creatively at the household level as well as a professional. Tell us a little bit of how do you manage? Where does your peace work stop? and how do you manage the roles as a peace worker in the field, teaching and training and working for peace as an educator and also as a parent?
1: Okay, Um, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, This is a great opportunity and I really like to talk and discuss about about peace. Um, I think uh, uh, you you never stop uh, thinking about how to to promote peace uh, through education and how to promote nonviolence. In that sense, I think uh, uh, not only as uh, an expert, but also as, as a parent, I think you are all the time like uh, trying to define and understand how to, to promote uh, peace education. And mostly as a parent, I would say. I think uh, you have a lot of challenges uh, when you have, uh, I have two, two, two kids. Um, and it's, uh, I, I, I say it's the, the, the first, the, the basis of everything. <laughs> Once you are with them, you are like all the time um, confronted to a lot of uh, situations where you need to uh, understand and to apply all those uh, principles that are related to nonviolence, peace, uh, conflict transformation. And so I would say you never stop, never stop, which is, which is good. You are tired, but it's great.
0: (laughs) Wonderful point. I think parents are the greatest peacemakers. And if only the successful ones managed to be advisors to the leaders of the most powerful nations, also powerful in terms of weaponry, maybe we would see a different outcome at the international table of negotiations. So I would ask you, what is your vision of peace
1: and how do you view conflict, these two? Okay. Um, I have this tendency to to connect uh, peace straight away with nonviolence. For me, uh, the relationship between the two um, in order to better understand peace or this idea of positive peace starts with this idea of nonviolence and how to promote uh, non-violence and how to understand uh, what violence is. Um, I think from that point you can start thinking about other aspects that could be related to peace Um, and for example one of those aspects is conflict transformation in the sense that uh, once you understand that non-violence is a key to, 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 uh, to, to have uh, positive peace you will understand uh, that conflicts are important in our society and that you uh, need to uh, not avoid those conflicts but try to transform them in in a sense in, in in a way that you are going to better understand the others and that you are going to respect the others and that you are able to argue and to uh, find a way of uh, of understanding the other person as a human being and i think uh, that that's one of the main uh, issues that we have right now is this idea that uh, either conflict is bad because you don't want to argue with someone or um or uh, conflict is something that uh, uh, you don't will have the opportunity to find something positive about it. And I, I think uh, for me, this relationship between peace, nonviolence and conflict is, is, very, is very important in the sense that uh, peace, uh, you, you will find peace through nonviolence, that's for sure. And you will find a concrete conflict transformations through, uh, through nonviolence too. So in that sense, I, I really believe that um, the idea of promoting peace through nonviolence uh, is related to the idea of uh, conflicts are important in our society and we need to understand how to deal with those conflicts. Mm. Uh, in, in countries, I am Colombian, and in countries like Colombia, they, they, they don't like conflicts because uh, we are used to see that a conflict can be violent very quickly. Uh, And the issues that we never learned or or at school, we don't know uh, that a conflict could be solved in another way, Uh, mainly through Mm nonviolence. So that's uh, that's something that I I, I think uh, it's important. And that I also link to another concept that we don't use too much uh when we are talking about peace education and that's the concept the concept of well-being i think well-being uh that comes from uh positive psychologists uh i i really like this idea of well-being at school of well-being at home in the sense that well-being means uh, that i need some structure concrete structure to feel better and to feel better means that I am living in a context without violence, that I have uh, the possibility to say and to to discuss and the possibility to understand uh, uh, other persons.
0: Thank you for making such a clear link to non-violence. And the reason why the subtitle go back to Gandhi's approach to conflict when he met the uh, general representative of the um, British royal um, throne, he said, congratulations, we have a conflict and shook the hand, we have a conflict together, there's an opportunity to create something that is amazing, hmm. has never existed. And this question of a very negative and adverse conflict culture is present in, uh, in many cultures around the world. That there's no positive uh, association to conflict. On the other hand, um, there's a lot of violence. Like the basics we are talking about, we talk peace, and the basics we're talking about is paying a stop to violence, which I think is very reasonable, right? But it's only the first level. What would be yeah. a thriving culture of peace that we uh, could promote and encourage and foster from home to school to uh, any other framework in society?
1: I think, um, and, I, and here I'm going to talk most more uh, as a parent rather than, than, than as an expert again. Um, I think it is really important to to discuss and to hear what what people, and in this case, children have to say. Sometimes we are very into that um, idea of uh, having, because we are either older or expert that we know more than other people. And I think um, this idea of uh, um, listen, really listen what other people is saying is, is, is really, uh, is it, it, a key in, in in all this in, all, in, in, in uh, promoting uh, peace education and, and peace and it comes uh, in my case from indigenous um, traditions uh, from 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 colombian tribes and I learned when I was working at Colombia uh, five years ago more than five, six years ago uh, one of the key issues that were, they were trying to teach us, uh, I was working at the, at the Colombian Ministry of Education, was to listen, because we were used to talk a lot, and they, they, they didn't say that much, and they were just like, uh, we need to listen, and we want to learn from you, and we expect that you also that from, from you that you are or that, that you are also able to listen what we are saying and sometimes with kids we don't have that because we are in the middle of something or because we think that what we are doing is more important because it's related to something uh, some meeting or and we are not used to listen to listen to them and i think that that's a, that's, a, that's that's a key and the other thing and i am going again to to uh, to talk about this well-being is to have concrete, a concrete idea of what is important for you as a human being, and what do you need? What do you need to feel uh, good with yourself? And as a parent, I think we can give a lot to our kids if we think in terms of well-being. And what I really like about this is that um, they have. Uh, there is a study that talks about five ways to well-being. And I think at home, what we can really do in order to promote peace through well-being, uh, which is related to, to non-violence and of course conflict transformation, uh, I, there are these, these five elements are, are great for me. The first one is um, connect, that is related to uh, connect with uh, people around you so to teach your children and to to that you are able to talk to everybody and that you are a person open to the world that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you need to love everybody i mean doing this does not mean that we need to love everybody but that you are able even to talk to people that you don't like and that you are open to listen to them And that perhaps that will give you something else, not in the way that you are using these persons, but in the the way that you uh, are open to understand why a person is not thinking like you. The other thing is to be active. And I think this for children, this is important. This which is related of course, with this uh, very uh, old idea of uh, Uh, mente sana in corpore sana Uh, and i think kids and and adults need to be active and we we don't think uh, we don't think a lot because about this of of, of course there are a lot of there are a lot of people that uh, like to to do some sports and stuff like that but sometimes we we don't take uh, the time to to feel active, to play a game, to, to dance. Uh, not in a very, not, not in a structural way in the sense that I have to go to this class now, just to feel free. And we, 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 we don't, we don't uh, in, in, in our world today, we, are, we don't have that. Right now we have it because we have this virus. So people, they started again to think that they can connect, that they can be active. And the third one is take notice so take notice means it's more related to creativity so it means to be curious so you need to you need to be open to see beautiful things that you are not used to see in your normal life and sometimes uh, this curiosity uh, at home uh, is everywhere when you have kids they are all the time like drawing they're all the time like saying something they're all the time asking and that idea of curiosity, uh, as adults, we don't have that. We don't have that too much. And I think uh, uh, take notice about what you are living is important. And the fourth one is keep learning. That's another aspect connected to well being and connected to peace that it's important. You, um, as uh, in peace education, you are like in a lifelong learning context so you are learning all the time and you need to know that you are going to learn all the time and that you are not learning on the uh when you are at the university uh, or when you go to the school you are learning from every experience that you have and that aspect i think um, will give you a lot of well-being in the sense that you are open to a lot of things and uh, you have this possibility to to feel free uh, that you are a person open to the world and to, to, to others' experiences and to, to, to this learning that is everywhere. And that will also give you the capacity to better understand what is happening. Mm-hmm. And the last one, and I think I, for me is perhaps the most important one, is to give. Uh, in the sense that you need to give and you, to be generous. The current situation that we are living right now uh, in the world is a perfect um, uh, is, is a perfect time to give, because uh, we are used to be doing a lot of things and we don't think that it's important to give time to the persons that we know, to to give more time to our kids, to give more time to our partners, to give more time to ourselves. And I think that's uh, uh, important. So, if you connect these five ways to well-being, to to peace initiatives, to peace education, to non-violence, to conflict trans- transformation, I think you have uh, a very easy way uh, of of uh, of handling uh, this this uh, this uh, practical uh, idea of of promoting uh, peace. And, and at home, you, you have this uh, in, a very, in a very easy way, I think. You, you, you have all these opportunities to connect, be active, take notice, keep learning, and give.
0: Thank you for being so clear. Obviously, you're a teacher <laughs> and a parent.
1: Oh, you're <laughs> welcome.
0: Great steps and one of my questions was what is, and you already linked to it, what is the opportunity in the current global context for, for encouraging more peace thinking? Because what we have right now is a very strong activation of the dominant war paradigm. We're warring this virus, we're mm. uniting against another enemy, as if we cannot be united unless there's an enemy to fight. But there are yeah. no opportunities. So to be relevant for the times now, what do you see? Yeah.
1: I, I think that the word, right, there are two words, the key, two key words right now for me. And I try to put them into practice. Uh, one is uh, empathy. I think you need to have a lot of empathy with a lot of people. The empathy that you that you don't have, that usually you don't have. Usually you are uh, like doing your life and some things that you don't like. You are, we uh, uh, are not that flexible with those things because you feel that uh, it doesn't make sense. And why this person? Uh, why? Did, did she talk to me like that, or he talked to me like that, or why the teacher, why she or he uh, did not uh, give this uh, homework, or why um, my neighbor is doing this, and now we need a lot of empathy because people they are living very difficult very difficult moments, and they are trying to deal with those moments. And this is a great opportunity to, to feel that after all this crisis, and I hope that we can be more cool with other people and that we we can be more empathical in the sense that we can be more flexible too. Sometimes we are too hard. And with teachers, for example, they are now trying to send homeworks, right? And, 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 and I, I know some families that they, they want Either they want more, or they don't like what they are sending. And we are not flexible enough to imagine that that teacher has children, that she's doing her best, that she was not prepared for this situation, and that she's also worried about her job. Because she she will never know if uh, she will manage to go back to school, she will never know when, she will never know... Uh, and, and there are a lot of things happening right now, and I think if you if you don't have this empathy and uh, and, and uh, with with people uh, right now, I think it's going to be difficult. And the second one that it's related to the first one is solidarity. You need to to help people. To need to help them. Uh, uh, the first sign of solidarity right now is to keep distance. <laughs> If you, if, you, if you don't keep distance, you are not respecting the other person. But it also related, for example, to all those persons that have, for example, uh, in the Colombian case and in other countries, they are used, for example, to go somewhere and, and uh, their job is to clean to a clean, uh, house or to clean an apartment. And now they can't because they can move and they can't earn that money, because they can move, they can go. And I think the the least thing that you can do for these people is to pay them, even if they can't do their work. You need to find ways to help those people, not only financially, but also to encourage them that things are going to to improve, that uh, life is going to, to improve. And uh, you, you 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 can see this in in, in, in everywhere. I mean, uh, I think now it's a good time to to realize that money is not the first issue. And sometimes you can also share what you have with other people. Of course, the economy is important, of, of because the the economy um, give us a lot of things and give us what we have in the sense of. Uh, Having a job, uh, uh, taking care of the health system uh, i mean this this whole movement, uh, but uh, the economy does not mean the money, so we need to 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 be careful with the economy, of course, but we can also share, share what we have whatever whatever we have so empathy solidarity i think this this is the the key right now, and I am trying to I, I work really hard on that I, I try to work hard on this
0: so with every disadvantage there's certainly advantages and uh, there's lots yeah. of um, proposals out there and theories for why this is happening and hypotheses of how this brings people together and it's a definitely a restart it's like a reboot of the system that things will never be the same we hope some of us hope they will never be quite the same, that we will not continue to do business as usual, which is destructi- destructive, destructive, disruptive of people's lifestyles, uh, and of nature, and that we will have more creative and uh, more sane models to implement. I want to link a little bit now to the imaginative pedagogy you at Global Education for Peace are putting forward There's something important as part of peace education. And it links very well with Imagine Creatively, Imagine Possibilities for Peace, uh, a concept that I'm playing with. And as a parent and also as a professional, I pondered and I'm asking you, how do you solve this dilemma? Are you teaching, your kids and shall we teach the kids about the world as it is so we start early on to tell them of all these structural inequalities the fact that there's still physical actual wars on this planet i haven't found a way to decently introduce that topic yet my kids are small six and eight so i'm giving them hints or we teach them that we are creators and that we can create a better life for all on this planet. How do you um, balance this continuum?
1: We yeah, teach that's that, yeah.
0: To be realist, or we teach them to be realist with a heart and to imagine that whatever it is, we are transforming as we put energy into it every day. And I'm thinking this current global shutdown and lockdown and crisis is an opportunity to really cater to the deepest imagination we have, to imagine the best possible outcome instead of the worst. How Mm do we manage this continuum?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Uh, I think you should try to teach both, or at least I try to teach both. And it reminds me, or it makes me think about this dualism that you also have, when you are talking about um uh, when you are uh, uh, d- during uh, the christmas period about uh the presents how so who brings the presents um so uh is santa coming or not uh who uh, so Um, because, um, one of my kids, so the one that he, he's seven years old and he, um, some friends, they, they know already that uh, Santa doesn't exist. Uh, or at least they say that. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, so I am convinced that, um, I told him, yeah, okay, that's fine for them. I mean, if, if for them Santa doesn't exist, that means that perhaps they will get some presents direct from their parents. But at least here at this home, if you want presents, you need to believe that Santa is coming. If you don't believe, you will not get presents. I mean, it's, you need to believe Santa, Santa, you need to believe otherwise. And, and, I, and, I, and then I tell them, um, I, I am used to tell them, I am... I am big now. I am an adult, and I believe—I still believe—that Santa will come. If you want, I can give you a present as a parent, but you need to believe that he will come, and you need to believe that. Um, and I also, and sometimes I try to work a lot of uh, with um, things that I like in order to make them understand what is happening. So for for example, I like Batman for me, Batman, is a, it's, a, it's, um, it's great in the sense that uh, you have this justice side, and then also you have this uh, nice guy that needs to fight against bad people. Uh, and sometimes uh, my kids are, they, do, they don't really know if Batman exists or not. So they are trying to understand. Because when they ask me if Batman is there, I tell them, of course he's there. Uh, but where uh, he's working right now you i mean you you, you can't say that batman is he's not working he has to work here a lot of he has a lot of things to do yeah but did you see him uh, no but i know that he he has to be somewhere because because you know and then i start trying to tell them the world is not as good as we think and there are a lot of bad things and there are a lot of bad people and there are a lot of bad guys and there are a lot of bad experiences and we need to work with that and we need to live with that but of course in that world we also have have persons like batman we also have persons like santa claus we also have those kind of persons and we can believe that uh, uh, those persons uh, are helping us to have a better world and that means that we also can do that work.
0: Uh, you touched on something. <laughs> Thank you for this uh, imagery. I am totally going to use it next Christmas because I have a bigger one that uh, starts to be very realistic. And Santa is very, very disputed. I mean, there's letters written by Santa, books about it for those that believe he exists and so on. But back to this good guys, bad guys, (laughs) now you triggered me. Um, How can we move beyond this continuum? I know for some, um, for a developmental age, it's necessary. That's how uh, the ego develops. We separate first, then we we learn dualism. But to move towards a unity-based framework, to see the whole humanity as one, to not transfer this enemy thinking from good and bad when we are small oh, okay it's not my little brother but it's the neighbor it's the other tribe is the other country somehow i think we have to do away with that but in a way that still keeps us in this bodies separate because so this is the game in this reality
1: yeah I, when I, do we I th- think, I think we should in,
0: get rid of the bad guy
1: yeah I, but i think in, in in the in um considering your 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 question before i think you need to be, you, you, I, I tried at least to tell them in, in a very realistic way that um, that, 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 the, that the world in general and the humanity in general uh, is, is, is difficult in the sense that we don't live in a, in, in, in a very nice place and that it's not very easy to understand the human being. And the human being is a very complex, complex uh, structure. And that complex structure, uh, you can see uh, in a lot of contexts that 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 structure um, doesn't follow and doesn't uh, respect the other. And I think when I try to talk about these bad and good guys, it's also a way of saying them, uh, you know, you 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 will not find perfection in in the world, and and in that sense, you will find uh, sometimes for for the same person, you can find a person that is going to be very nice in one context and very mean in 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 another context, uh, and and you need to see that sometimes it is important to 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 start understanding that. Uh, those behaviors you are not going to be able to change, but that doesn't mean that you are not going to fight to fight for that. Uh, I mean, if you, I mean, peace as a word, you will not. You, violence will ever exist. We can't say we will have a peace, a world without violence. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you are not going to fight for that and that you are not going to try to follow some principles that will help you to respect other persons um, and that you will try to understand those persons uh, and, and, and their behaviors. But uh, please take uh, a minute to, to, to realize that you uh, are going to be uh, disappointed with the persons, and that's something that I think I link more to reality. I mean, this is welcome to the real world in the sense that uh, things are like that. We perhaps we cannot change them, but that doesn't mean that we are not uh, that we, that we can. With the, but we can try to change them, and I work on that. <laughs>
0: The fight for peace. Mm, How do we deal with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, Um,
0: yeah. I I only see that my little girls love to fight. Obviously, there's something in humans that love to fight. War toys are very appealing. Uh, Well, there's an industry behind, but they're very appealing. And um, there's a whole um, industry for ad, for making war, but it it builds on something on this um, liking to fight, I guess. And I'm wondering, as a as a peace worker and a pedagogue and as a parent, how can we transform that constructively, in a way that uh, we fight, but we fight for fun, and then we say stop, and we can say we can stop the game when it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? so I, I yeah. want to quickly. Uh, tell you a little bit about why I chose the love glasses, uh, which is a little metaphor that I love using with kids and they love it too. And I thought this is something to apply to international politics. This emotional maturity past kindergarten where we say, I'm never going to play with you again, but now there's people in suits negotiating international mm-hmm. treaties and, and country relationships. How do we move beyond the Butter battle book, this symbol of Dr. Seuss's work that finished with the mutual assured destruction of the nuclear bombs, because all the parties can arm themselves and I want to hit you, I want to be the last that hits, and I have a more powerful weapon. We know, I mean, this is kindergarten wars, full-fledged. But then how do we say stop? And I say, I'm using these as a parent, sometimes even more than my kids. <laughs> I need to see them, to, to, to see through them and stop, say, stop the game. It's not fun anymore. It's not fun for me as a parent to assist. You might want to go in the garden. Um, it's not fun if you hit each other and then the little one is going to cry. <laughs> so this invitation to imagine creatively for me is through storybooks. And I'm wondering, if humanity loves to fight, and this is so much part of our nature, maybe we should talk more about conflict and how to have more fun with conflict instead of talking about peace, that most people will say, ah, again, these boring people with peace. I'm so far away from war. Mm -hmm. war doesn't happen in my country. It's just that my country is producing the weapons and exporting them, and I have no idea about it. But you know this kind of talk, how do we get to let's make peace fun, exciting? Because I think that outside of our field, there's this uh, idea that oh, peace is boring, associated with flower power, those unserious people that never wanted to have a real job, <laughs> you know, but to make it something really exciting and fun and, and creative. And yeah, fun, I, I, fun and I
1: I think I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I was thinking, you, you, you made me think about... Uh, uh, and and that, that was also because I was talking about Santa and Batman and all this. Uh, I think storytelling has a lot of power. Uh, in the sense that uh, once you you have a, you, you, you can create a lot of stories uh, to make uh, our children uh, understand how how the world is, and how they can help other people. And there are a lot of things that when you are when you are like telling story and then you realize that you can uh introduce a lot of new concepts and a lot of ideas and you can share those ideas with them and then you have feedback from from for them from them and i think that's that that's amazing because you can in a very from from a very uh, little seed you can really have a big tree like you started with a very simple story like uh, i don't know um uh, this wolf that was uh, trying to find, I don't know, something very simple. And from that, with their help, you can have a huge story with a lot of uh, possibilities and uh, with a lot of uh, things that you, the kids, they realize and they, they, they learn um, the, the limits of the story and, and, and how the characters are behaving and how they they try to better understand what justice is. And then you can also help them to, to understand that. And then you can also say, I don't know. What do you think? And then you can also admit that sometimes it's very difficult to, to, to better understand what is happening. And, and I think, and, and I really like uh, that power, at least with kids, but I also with adults, it works too, of uh, storytelling. I think storytelling, uh, in a very constructive way, uh, in in a very um, dialogical way, gives a lot. Uh,
0: thank you, gracias. This is great. Oh, you're welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you very much.
0: It's exactly my vision too of playing, having children and parents imagine together what this would be yeah. like. And Juan, por favor, I have a special request for you and your sons too. To read the draft of Game Over, let's engage kids. I don't get many responses from uh, adults so much, and from parents. Would these work? Please read my draft. See if there's anything there, and let's play with the story and with any other stories we can um, imagine.
1: Okay, good, great. Imagining
0: together. Thank you so much for today, and for being uh, here with us and sharing a little bit from your experience as a parent and as a pedagogue very well structured and it's all taken down in
1: notes. Great. Thank you very much. And um, you know that you are welcome to join EGP. uh, So please feel free to contact us.
0: Global Education for Peace program. Yay!